the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, thank you for joining us on this very special broadcast for Come Together San Diego. As many of you know, the uh, last broadcast of each month we devote to a topic dealing with Israel and uh, the Orthodox perspective on things. And we call this the Align with Zion Hour. And one of my uh, growing friends, Anarina Hyman, who is uh, the founder of of Align with Zion and alignwithzion.com is with me in Jerusalem. Anarina, how are you doing? Uh, good, Kaz. A uh, big hello and shalom to the listeners all the way from Jerusalem. <laughs> We're delving into an area that I have only skimmed the surface on, and it's dealing with uh, God's alphabet, or you, what, what's the word, alphabet? Bet, how, how do you pronounce the, that? The, the Aleph Bet. And yes, uh, yes. But, but, you know, we in English, and we, if we look at the original uh, Greek and things like that, and we look at Eng- English words, we think how masterful the English language is. But when you get to the Hebrew language and the alphabet, uh, no other language compares because each letter uh, carries in volumes of truths within the letter itself. I know that I'm going to be sitting kind of uh, behind the bus driver, that's you, on this, and uh, making comments as we go. Those of you who are of a Christian persuasion, I want you to get ready to uh, take off preconceived notions, and I want you to sit in and listen to the deep, deep truths of of the Hebrew perspective, and uh, Orthodox Bible teacher Anarina Hyman, aligned with Zion, is going to help walk us through this. But the first two segments deal with uh, that which is written down, and the second segment deals with that which is spoken out. Both of those things are vital components of uh, understanding not only the Hebrew language, but the Hebrew character and the character of of God who uh, instructed the writing of the Tanakh, or as we would say, the Old Testament, and beyond. So the, the, I want to get start with the scripture here, Anarina, and then I'm going to have you kind of take uh, control of the, uh, of the uh, vehicle here. And uh, it, we're not sure whether it's a, a, an Earth vehicle or a moon rover or a Mars rover at this juncture with Anarina. We could go to different heights and the third heaven, we're, we're on our way. <laughs> but let me, let, let me give you a scripture, my friends, because this deals with the first couple segments here in in. Uh, it's in Joshua one eight, and it says, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but that you meditate on it day and night, that you may be careful to do according to everything that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you shall have good success. I want to bring to your attention two phrases there. It says, Let not the word of the law depart from your mouth. There's the speaking part. Until you meditate on God's word day and night, 
of everything that is written therein. So there's the written component, and it says don't speak it out until you comprehend the written component. And so we're going to talk about that today in the first two segments of this show as we delve into the Aleph bit, or as we say, the alphabet. There we go. <laughs> I'm trying on, Arena. <laughs> I know. Amazing. It's amazing. But you find how lost I am as we go through this. But, Honorina, I'm going to hand the baton to you because uh, you're the one who uh, has the depth of the you know, orthodox uh, instruction in this, and, and I may ask a question or two on behalf of we who are listening. Honorina Hyman, align with Zion. Thank you, Kaz. I think the most important is this should not be alien to anybody because this is God's language. This is the language through which he created the world, and we will see why we say that. This is the language by which he communicated his word, his Torah, uh, which you just spoke of in the book of Joshua, the, 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 the law. But Torah also means instruction. It doesn't necessarily mean law. It means instruction. It's the instruction manual. So if you, if you buy a new thing and you get it from China and everything is written in Chinese, you have a problem <laughs> because you're going to have to figure out what it says. It's your instruction manual. <laughs> so the original nuclear... Um, language of the world is is uh, Hebrew, and that's why we have to all who are interested and 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 passionate and serious about the Bible case have to do some kind of of um, endeavor to understand this this better. And I want to show you a case in point. If you want to go with me to Jeremiah, the listeners with us, yes. Jeremiah one verse eleven. Because this is this is this is beautiful if you, if you look at it. It says there, um, God is showing uh, Jeremiah an almond tree. He says, "What what do you see, Jeremiah?" And he said, "I see the branch of an almond tree." And then God answers and says, "You've seen right because I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do." Now you go, how does that work? He shows an almond tree branch, and then God says, "Yeah, you saw right because I'm about to do what I said I'm going to do." There's no connection here. It makes no sense. <laughs> unless, unless you go to the Hebrew. Unless you go to the Hebrew. And let's see what it says there. Because the word for almond is shaked. Now, if we want to really try to break our minds but not looking at the Hebrew, we know that the almond tree is the first that blossoms. Uh, way in the winter, um, catch, before spring even... Um, when you can see any other tree trying to get to spring, the almond tree is already blossoming. It's a beautiful thing to see. Uh, a few years ago, we had snow in Jerusalem. And then you saw the white of the snow with the white of the almond tree. It was a phenomenon to see that. So, so this is the almond tree. So it means it's something that preempts something. Uh, it's getting ready for what is about to happen. But the word shaked is uh, here, and I just want to read it to, to uh, the listeners here. It says, um, God says, because I am watchful. And you hear that the word watchful, shoked, is the same as shaked, which is the almond tree. So it's a beautiful play of words here. And if you, and this is how God speaks to his prophets through the language to say, I showed you the almond tree, and it means that I'm watchful. To, to, do, to bring about what, uh, what is uh, going to happen. And what is beautiful, Kat, is um, now that as a Jewess, I am back in my country of origin. I'm back um, with my people. 
wherever you walk, you will see people with biblical names. The whole, everybody that you meet has a biblical name. We come back and we take back our, our names um, um, themselves. My name, Anna Rina, means God answered with joy. And, and every single name that you see in the Bible, sometimes you read that somebody went to Beersheba. Um, Abram went to Beersheba. What is, what is Beersheba? Beer means the well. Sheba means seven because there was an oath made. There were seven wells. Um, so you miss that if you don't understand the language itself. The whole Bible comes to life in, in, in tremendous levels. If you can understand the meaning, even just the meaning of the names. But we understand that during the, the Tower of Babel, there was uh, God said they can't have one language. Yes. It's going to become a problem because they're going to abuse this language and we're going to have a problem. So from there we know that there were 70 languages um, and the, the residue, the degree of Hebrew is still to be found in every language today. Yes. And just to give you an um, um, idea of what we have in the, in the English language, we have, for instance, the word um, your aura, or aura around a person we know is some kind of light. Oh yes, yes, that yes. You see around. L- a let me interject That's here. I, I need to. I need to let you know that in about a minute and a half we have to go away to a commercial break. So, uh, okay. Bring so this I'm to a, a, a temporary <laughs> close, and we'll come back at, after the commercial break on arena. Okay. So I'm going to give a few words quickly, and we're going to uh, finish with this. Um, the aura is aura. Aura in in Hebrew is light. Um, earth. Earth in, in Hebrew is Eretz. So the whole earth, called Eretz, called Aretz, you can see in the word earth. Lem is heart, and that brings us to love. We have Ein, which is I. We have, and this is very important, and I want the listeners to remember this, call, which means your voice. Yes. If I call somebody, you can hear them, you can hear their voice. Remember that one. Specifically, we will get back to that. Sheva, seven, we already said. Shoresh, which means root. Shoresh is the source. If you get to the root of something, you get to the source of something. Um, and one more, we have Tufa, which means medicine. And the same letters is in therapy, which is also, you can see that there is a healing process. So everything in the, in the Hebrew language, there is still residue, but in the English um, language as well. Yes. And we're going to get a little bit more into that in yes, the next section. Yes, we will. And one thing that I'm quickly discovering is that uh, uh, many of us, I included, are really ill-equipped to understand the depth unless we take, you know, as Moses was uh, taking the children out of uh, uh, Egypt and towards the promised land, he was told, only go one step at a time. Don't try to get ahead of yourself on things like this. One of the challenges for us is we can get so enamored by all these different wonderful words that Honorina is sharing, and we can get so far out ahead of things that we miss the important nuances along the way. We're going to talk more about these things as we dig in to the Tanakh and the Old Testament and discover these truths that are embedded there as Honorina and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. We're back on Arena Hyman and the Align with Zion Hour and a topic that is 
Uh, I'm admittedly way over my head, but I'm loving to dig into it. And my friend, you and I are going to dig into it together as Honorina Hyman, an Orthodox Jewish teacher, teaches us about the Hebrew language. And uh, we're just about ready to talk about the different levels embedded into the written Hebrew and then launch from that into that which is spoken out. And uh, Honorina, thank you for the first segment. It's been blowing my mind. And I I had to caution Honorina. I said, uh, this stuff is uh, first or second nature to you. Uh, Make sure that you make it easy for people like Kaz to understand. We don't really comprehend the depth of this. It's kind of like a wheel within a wheel within a wheel. Honorina? Yeah, Kaz. So that's why I'm so excited to share this, because it's like just opening up a curtain into a world that that, that we don't always exist to the world behind what we see yes. uh, and this is this is this is the Hebrew language this is the cycles of God we spoke about all these things the way that God governs his world so now we're going to also see how not only how he created it but how he keeps on governing it through the letters of of, of his language um, and, and and just to understand a little bit when when we study the Bible there are, the, the Bible falls out in four levels, but it can only be understood when you look at the, when you understand the Hebrew language. So the first level that we always look at, and, and that's what everybody can look at, is what we call the Peshat. It, 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 Peshat means simple. It's what you see is what you get. When you read it, that's what you see, that's what you take. Um, and there's a tremendous power in the Peshat. But purely looking at what you read right there is, is, is tremendous, even in English, so or any other language. Uh, and that's why it's important for the listeners to understand when you start going into the, the, the Hebrew itself, you are going into an inner, you're tapping into an energy force, cast that is, that is very, very strong and very potent, uh, which is the reason why I think sometimes it has to lie dormant for, 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 for years. We, the, the, the Hebrew, the modern day Hebrew actually uh, only came about again through um, Ben Yehuda, Eliezer Ben Yehuda, a man that lived, uh, he was born in 1858, he died uh, in the 1900s. And uh, this man uh, decided, he died in 1922. And he decided that he's going to take the Hebrew language. Now, understand the Hebrew language has always been with the Jewish people. When we started in our yeshiva, throughout the diaspora, throughout the 2,000 years, the Hebrew language was alive when it came to the studying of the Torah. It was just not spoken. Yes. Now, this guy decided it is time to bring this back. I'm living, I get goosebumps when I say this, I'm living in a country where the Jewish people has not only come back to their land, has not only come back to Jerusalem, uh-huh. but we are speaking the ancient language that was lost that was not spoken for 2,000 years. Um, and that is coming back right now. So you can see how we are getting ready for amazing things. <laughs> now, in the same time that Ben Yehuda decided to revive this language, and obviously he had to bring a lot of modern world, words in that didn't, uh, things that didn't exist in the time of the, of the Tanakh. Um, so it's very interesting how he built the language. But he decided that it, um, his son will only speak Hebrew. He never spoke any other language to his son. His son only had to learn Hebrew. And that's how uh, hard-headed he was to decide that this is what it's going to be and we're going to revive that. And that happened in the same time 
when Jerusalem was rediscovered, around about 150 years ago. So you can see how there is a revival where, 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 where things are being, uh, even the, the Hebrew language, we are shaking off the dust of the Hebrew language and it's becoming the spoken language within the, 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 the borders of Israel again. It is phenomenal. It's a, it's a phenomenon and it's, it, it blows my mind every single time. But when we now look into the Hebrew itself, and we want to study the Bible, there are four levels. And the first one is the Peshat, the, the Hebrew that you read right there. The next level that we have is the Remes. Remes are the Remes, as you can say in, 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 in English. But, but the Remes is a hint. It hints to something much deeper. And then we get to the, the next level, which is the Drash. And that means you really go into it and you probe it. Uh, how, how, how do you spell that one, Anarina? Drash? Yes. Um, is it a, that would be Dalit Reish Shin. Drash. If you want to translate it, it will be D-R-A-S-H. Drash. So, so that is when you really probe into things. And then the last level, the deepest level, because, and only a few people in their lifetimes can get to these levels. We're talking about uh, tremendous uh, secrets. And that's the sod. The sod is the deepest of secrets that lies very deep within the Hebrew language. And, and if I can say those words again, I want the listeners to listen to it. It's the pshat, the remes the drash and the sod, and together it spells pardes. Pardes, you can hear what word in it. Even in English, you can hear it. It spells paradise. Oh, okay. Paradise is, is it's the Gun Eden. It's the Garden of Eden. It, it, is, it is a living, breathing organism. The Word of God is connected in a system. This verse that you read here is connected to a verse completely in another chapter in another book. That, in that chapter, it explains another verse that's connected um, between other verses. The whole thing is an interconnected cosmic universe. That is the Torah. And there are very specific rules by which you have to probe into these things. Kaz. And, and interestingly enough, the, the certain principles that we learn on how to really um, um, go and, and dismantle sometimes and, and probe within the Torah are very much the same rules. And these rules were given way before. Um, it, it, it was in the times, in, in, in the ancient times, that the, um, these rules were given. It's the oral Torah um, when these rules were given to know how to get into it. But these rules are corresponding very much with modern day um, um, science. Very, very interesting. And you will see that that's why there are a lot of, in, in the 0.02% that the Jews make out of the population of the world today, <laughs> we have over 130 Nobel Prizes in every field that you can get. The reason for that is the same way that you probe the Torah, the same principles works within how you then go into science, that you look into the world that God has created. Yes. So here we have... Um, those levels, and, and, and it's yep. very, very important. Well, I want to so talk, we, we are. we've got about a couple minutes left in this segment, so I want to just kind of take this and see if I comprehend what you're saying, the four different levels of depth of the Hebrew uh, language, of the mm-hmm. Hebrew mentality. 
uh, how mm-hmm. remarkable is this? And, and the first level is the, the, the super, we call it the superficial level, but most of us, even b- we Bible students, I mean, we don't get much further than that uh, oftentimes. Yeah. Um, and then sure. the next level, you know, there, there was a, an, an interesting thing here, and I don't know whether this is, would be accurate or not, but I'm going to tell you what I saw when you, you the second level, you called it remes. How, how do you pronounce that? Remez, Remez, R-E-M-E-Z, Remez, Remez. You know what that reminds me of from from a, a, yeah. my Gentile perspective? You have the Logos and the Rema. The Rema uh, is, a, I think that's probably some, a Greek derivation, but it, it deals with the spoken out word. And I don't know whether that uh, is tied to the your Hebrew word Remez or not, but it, it really ties into where we're going to go in the next uh, uh segment and uh, as we close this we talk about the depth the deep 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 truths in the written word and then there's the spoken out word you talk about the power of the tongue uh would this be a good time to uh, introduce that transition or not yeah i think we can definitely go into before we just get into the power of the tongue i just want to um, set up the stage for that and that is that the hebrew language and and and, and the, the the letters are the building blocks by which we then go into the pro- progressive. It, it, it's to see, to hear, and, and, and the way that God actually built the world. And within these letters, and this is very, very interesting, we will touch on that uh, when we get to the next section, is how you create with your tongue. How important it is <laughs> that you have to watch your tongue <laughs> because you uh-huh. create worlds, Kat. Yes. Worlds. Yes. So, so... Um, just to remind the listeners, maybe they can think a little bit um, in the break, uh, where they can uh, know of scriptures that speak about how you have to watch your tongue. That's right. And then I will give you the reason <laughs> why it's so important. Well, and we're going to we're going to do this in the next segment. We're going to talk about the we've talked we're talked a little bit about the written word. We're going to talk a little bit about the spoken word as well. But when you realize how all this is dovetailing together with God's plan for His kids, mm-hmm. you will absolutely mm-hmm. be amazed. And we know the power of the tongue by just listening to uh, reading the uh, first book of scripture in the book of Genesis and God spoke Mm -hmm. these things and they came to pass. Ah, And then you talk about the power power of the tongue. It is uh, mind boggling. And uh, he's entrusted us to uh, comprehend that power and speak things as well. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in the next segment when Anarina and Kaz come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. This is Rob Stark, pastor of Lampladder Revival Center. There is a time and a season we're entering right now where the new wine is being released and we all get to drink of it. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And I am back with Honorina Hyman, and this is what we call the Align with Zion Hour. Once a month, at the end of the month, we do the Align with Zion Hour, and I bring her on to offer us her Orthodox Jewish perspective. She's a remarkable teacher. As you know, I have high accolades for her, and she goes, oh, come on, me. And I go, yes, Honorina, you. 
<laughs> so we're talking about some amazing things. And, you know, in order to actually deal with this in the magnitude of the truth, you have to go back to the beginning uh, in Scripture where God created things and he created things. He, I guess you can see him, the, he is the uh, embodiment of uh, the Hebrew language. He is the Hebrew language in, in one manner of speak, speaking. And as he speaks these things out, because of who he is, these things have to take form because of who he is. And when you look into the uh, into Genesis and the creation, <laughs> you see that power. But the wonderful thing about that is he has given the truths of that power to his kids, and we have to uh, reverently understand that and embrace that. We're going to talk a little bit now about the power of the tongue, and it can go a lot of different directions. You can abuse the tongue as many of the people that you've come into contact with in your life have done. Some of it has been targeted against you, and it does major damage. But how remarkable is the power of the tongue if it's used in a loving way and in a creative way? And uh, that's God's desire for the use of the tongue. I'm going to hand this over to Honorina as we talk about the Hebrew depths, not only in the written word, but also in the power of the tongue. Honorina? Because I want to ask the listeners, you know, when we were, when I was small, you know, they would sometimes bring a magician in to do some tricks at a birthday party, <laughs> and uh, he would have his little stick, and he will, um, he will say these words, uh, abracadabra. I don't know if you guys use the oh, same. We're familiar. Yes, we are familiar. Are with you, that. Okay, great stuff. Because that is actually very, very funny. The word that's actually Aramaic that is being used there. And it actually means, um, if we say Bria, it's the creation. Uh, Borea Olam is the creator of the world. We refer to him sometimes as the creator of the world, so we refer to Hashem as Borea Olam. So you can hear Bore, Bria, the, the, the word creation in there. And the word, again, give that to me slowly. The word creation is? Um, Bria. 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 Okay. Yes. And he is the creator of the world, so he is Bore Olam. He is the Bore is the creator. Habore um, is the creator. So he is the creator of the world, and the creation itself is Bria. Okay. Um, and then we get to another word, Dibur, which is very interesting. That that is speech. Dival ani medaberet. I am speaking. But the word dibur also is um, the vowel, which is a thing. So the same letters, and it's very important that you there's no coincidence here. The thing that you speak becomes the thing. <laughs> Your word becomes the thing that you speak. Yes. So this is very, very, very strong. So when I say abracadabra, it means I will create as I speak. That's actually what the words mean. So now you can understand where the magic comes from. Yes. Um, and, and interestingly, you know, you see all the Harry Potter movies, and, 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 and there's a lot of movies that, uh, that um, con- uh, concerns me, or is, I find it disconcerting that we have these, these uh, programs on television right now about witchcraft, and witches and, and all that, and they always have the spells that they speak about. Yes, and let me, um, let me interject here, and then let my listening friend, yeah. here's the deal. Uh, we know from our uh, Christian persuasion, as we read into Scripture in Old Testament and New, that there's a tremendous danger in the abuse 
of the power of the tongue. And what God's heart cry is, is for us to speak wholesome things and godly mm-hmm. things. And, to, and, and those words edify, uh, and those words actually, they have the power within them to regenerate the content of their sound. Uh, like if somebody speaks good things unto you, uh, God has built within those encouraging words the power for that encouragement to come to pass. But how much it can be abused as well by speaking negatively about other people and other situations, I think the Lord would have us steer clear of that and speak the wholesome stuff as we study in what, what Honorina would call the Tanakh and we would say the Old Testament and the New, we need to speak wholesome things because the creator of the universe wants wholesome things on our behalf, but us to speak wholesome things into existence in this earth as well. Honorina? But, Kat, I want to take it a little bit further because we spoke about spells now. And yes. I come from Africa. I made um, Aliyah immigration from South Africa. And there you, you sometimes get in touch with, with also the witch doctors and the Sangomas as we speak. Um, and you can see that there is a lot of spells that, that can be put on people. It, it, it is something that, that is, it's a dark side of the world. Yes. It? But, but what is important is where, where there is a dark side, there has to be the opposite. It means that in the light side, there is also a much more powerful force of light within speak and speech that we have to tap into, and that is the Hebrew language itself. That's why God built the world, and that's why you can build worlds with your speech. And it's not just um, speaking wholesome things. That is, that, is, that is extremely important. But it's also understanding that through the Hebrew letters, God created it was the building blocks by which he actually did the whole, um, by which he actually uh, built the world. So here we have, and I just want to say this to the listeners because I think they will really, really appreciate it a lot. Uh, the, the Hebrew letter itself um, has three very important elements to it. The first is the look and the shape of it. By purely gazing at the letters, at the Hebrew letters, there is power in that. The second thing is the pronunciation of it. Um, and this is very important because when we go to Exodus 20, I want you to quickly go with me to Exodus 20 uh, at verse 15. And uh, I think the readers will really uh, uh, appreciate this. Exodus 20, we're going to go to verse 15, and there's going to be something very interesting there. That I, let me just also open up here. Okay, let um, me know. I'm, I'm, I've got the King James Version, and hang on. Okay, got it. Okay, uh, okay Exodus so, 20, verse 15. Well, that's a short verse. Yeah. I can re- memorize that one. <laughs> okay, 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 so it says, um, I'll tell you what mine says in English. It says, all the people witnessed the thunder and the lightning, the blare of the horn, and the mountain smoking. Now, you know what the horn was, because it, actually in the Hebrew, it's the shofar. It's not a horn. Yes, yes, yes. It's the shofar. You know, it's, it's got a different... Um, Understanding there, but I want to read the first part because it says, It actually says in the shat, in the, in, in the simple, direct Hebrew, it says, The people saw the sound. They saw the letters, saw the sound. They could actually see sound. Now that's very, very strange, guys. And um, this is where science really helps us a lot because when it comes to um, seeing, the sound itself, uh, when you put 
any kind of language through through a computer. It can give you different kinds of um, visualizations of it. Usually we see the sound waves, right? But there are different other ways that it also, um, you can read it. Yes. And let me let me just interject here, my friend. If you're following in Scripture, I'm looking at my uh, King James Version, and she quoted Exodus 20, verse 15. Uh, I think the numbering of the verses are a little bit different from your Bible to ours, okay. because that falls into actually verse 18, and all the people saw the thunderings okay. and lightnings right. so and the noise of the trumpet. The, the so, so, so that's... That's the Hebrew Bible, the, the, the numbering there is a little bit different. So okay, for you, you go. it's going to be um, verse 18. But it says that the people, it, the, the, the translation says the people saw the lightning and the thunder. But the real Hebrew says the people saw the sound. Uh, you remember that I said the word call is your voice. And if you call somebody, you hear somebody's vo- voice. So the people saw those sounds. Now, if you put the sounds of any kind of letter in any um, language through a computerized processing, you just see uh, a visualization of the word itself through some kind of sound waves. Yes. But the, the moment when you put the Hebrew language, the letters of the Hebrew language, Kazi, it is amazing to see. It takes the shape exactly as it is written in the Torah. When we open the scroll... Wait, wait, wait a minute. Let me make sure I understand what you just said. When you speak... <laughs> My I, my brain is having a hard time understanding this, and we only have a, a, a less than thirty seconds in this segment, so we're okay. setting setting the stage for the next. But what you said, as you speak the Hebrew letters into a some kind of a recording device or something that captures that okay. s- sound, the actual uh, visual of that sound uh, emulates what the actual letter itself letter looks like. Actually, looks like corresponding oh, 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 exactly what it looks like in the Torah. Oh, 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 oh my goodness! People, that's it, Kat. My, my. We're, we have to take a commercial break here, but uh, I, I think you set the stage for uh, everybody to be listening attentively to what you have to say in the last segment. So, okay. oh, the Hebrew language oh, is beyond. Uh, Natural human understanding is supernatural because uh, it was created by uh, the supernatural God who desires great things for his kids. And we're discovering that as we dig in to the Hebrew language. And Anarina and Kaz will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And I cannot believe this is the last segment of this broadcast for uh, this section of what we do. It's called the uh, Align with Zion Hour with Honorina Hyman, the wonderful Orthodox Bible teacher from Jerusalem, and here we are in San Diego, and the topic, <laughs> my mind is already blown, my friend. We're talking about the Hebrew alphabet and the depth in these alphabet, uh, uh, these alphabetic characters are more than just something visual. They have great depths, and as you speak them, this is the thing that blew my mind in the last segment, as you speak them into a device, that device can actually take the shape of what the visual of the alphabet uh, alphabetic letter looks like. I, I, it, I, that's beyond my comprehension. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, and we're going to get into the power of the words in an alphabet, particularly as they relate to a name 
and whatever that name is, there's power within that name beyond what you just see on the surface. Honorina Hyman. So I just want to um, wrap up what we said about the letters. The Hebrew letter um, has three dimensions to it. The first one is the shape. The second second one is the pronunciation. And the third one is the numerical value. Every single letter in the Aleph Bet has a numerical value attached to it. Now it can, uh, it's, it's easier for me to explain to you that when we go into the deeper levels of Hebrew, you can also match up certain words with the numerical values within other chapters. Um, just remember God's world runs, when you look at science, on all these things. There's nothing new that I'm telling you here when you go, when you go into science and you look at how things are actually formulated. Now, that, all of that comes to a source, which is the Hebrew language, which is formalized. This is difficult to understand. I think this is a completely new aspect that I've just introduced to the listeners as well. I think most people don't even know that there is that kind of numerical value within the letters themselves. But with that, you can understand that understanding and, 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 and probing into the um, Tanakh, into the Torah, uh, a completely different world um, um, emerges uh, from that. And that's why it's so important, Cass. Every letter in itself is a universe. Every, every letter in itself is a world. So if you want to start putting letters together, you create a multidimensional universe. My, my. And for the first time, if you look at the Quran, you start seeing how one word holds within it multiple levels. Can you imagine the whole Torah? Yes. <laughs> and how that brings about God's world and how he still runs his world today through his word because it's interconnected. Um, I just also want to say this to, to the listeners that literally every letter is an envelope that, that is holding a spiritual force. That's why this language is so important. And that's why the way that we use it, the way that we speak God, uh, that we speak God's name, and some of the the, the, the the big name, the four-letter name of God that we don't even pronounce, then you can start understanding why we are so we, we approach it with such reverential fear. Yes. Honorina, as you say these things, it blows my mind, especially as I'm starting to put these things together in my mind. Each Hebrew letter has at least three dimensions to it. The dimension of the shape, the n- dimension of the pronunciation, and the dimension of the numerical value. You talk about these things being in a universe. Each letter is a universe in and of itself. It, 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 it blows my mind. But then when we start talking about the names that God the names that God speaks about in Scripture, uh, and each letter has such value. When you put them together into a name, uh, that uh, multiplies it almost inconceivably. Talk a little bit about the value behind names, because those are individual letters put together. That's the correct cast. So, so let's let's start at the very uh, beginning. A very good place to start, <laughs> and that would be with the name of Adam, Adam, Adam. Um, uh, if you look at the word itself, comes from the word Adama. Adama means earth. So, and we are made from the dust of the earth. 
so uh, the, the, the word Adam and his name actually tells you that he was made from the material from earth and then God breathed into him a living soul. And uh, the same word is Edom, Edom, as you guys say. Same letters, it means also, it, it's connected to um, Esau, Esav, the red one. And if you come to King David, it's actually also very interesting because when, when King David finally um, approached Samuel, it says, Vehuhu Atmoni, Atmoni, Adam, you can hear that, that, that there's also the, the letter red in there. So, and there is a very specific connection that you can see that was between Adam, the first Adam, um, and David. We know also that Adam gave 70 years of his lifespan to David. So there's, there's interconnections here in every aspect, even in the name. And we wouldn't pick that up just as looking into uh, the, you know, the Hebrew and Greek uh, King James Version or whatever the other versions we have. We, you have to go deeper to get some of these things, don't you? Correct, correct. And I just want to take something that you said, um, we, we have to see and then we have to hear. In, in the progression of the, of the sons of Jacob, you will see that his first son's name was Reuben. What does Reuben mean? Reuben, God, I saw a son. Then Ben, um, Benjamin, we know, is the son of my right hand. So Ben, we know, is son. Reuben Ben is, I saw a son. The, 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 the aspect of seeing is involved here. The next one was Shimon. Now, you know the Shema. When we say uh, Shema Israel, Shema means to hear. So, so here, Leah says, God heard my heart cry. So now we move to, to actually the... The hearing, not only seeing. And then the next one was Levi. The, and here we have Levaya. This is where it becomes tangible. That's where you can. So you're going, you're going through the names. Uh, you're going through the names of uh, the twelve tribes. You are going now. You're at Levi. I'm only speaking about three. Yes, okay. Levi. Exactly. So I'm just showing you, and we can one day discuss all of them. But you can see that even in the names how God moves by giving Jacob sons. The first one is, I'm seeing a son. The next one is, God is hearing. There's, there's the aspect of hearing. And the next one is already, I'm walking with you. I'm accompanying you. You are, you are acknowledging me as more than just, just um, one of your wives. My, so my, my. All these names, um, Kaz, uh, so much to say. And I, one more sentence, because we're going to have to end. Um, if you go to Psalms 119, I don't know if the listeners know this, but the whole Psalms 119 is according to the Hebrew alphabet. And there are eight verses on every letter. It means every letter comes into its fullness of its seven. It jumps into the eight, and then you get to the next letter. And if you go, you take only the first ten letters of the Hebrew alphabet, you can see the whole creation in those ten letters oh before my, you even go to the rest. My honorina. I can't even formulate words. I'm so overwhelmed by these truths that they've been embedded in a book that I have been studying much of my adult That's life, it. and I, did, did, I haven't even scratched the surface of the depth of the truths That's that are there. My listening friend, uh, we could talk about this for eternity, literally, and we only have a couple minutes left in this first hour called the... Align with Zion Hour with Honorina Hyman from Hyman, excuse me, Honorina.
from Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anarina Chaiman. What's in the name? Everything, my friends. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to have to put the, a period at the end of this sentence here now. So take about a minute to tell people a little bit more about uh, Anarina and... Uh, some of the things that God has been stirring in you to be able to share with we Gentile people. And then we can have put an end to this uh, first hour of the show. Thank you, Kev. You know my heart. I think the listeners know my heart already. And that is to, to, to really align people with the depth and the truth that is within Sion, Zion, Jerusalem, and, and, and the dynamics that goes about on how God governs his world. He governs it through his festivals. He governs it through his city, his eternal city that has never changed, that will be rebuilt on, on the ruins um, until she will become a praise to the earth. And he's doing it, and he still maintains his world through his word, and we have just understood today that within every letter there's a nuclear power, and that's why we become partners when we speak the word, yes. and especially the Hebrew language, um, Kaz. And that's why it's so important to learn these facts so that we can align ourselves and calibrate, uh, and calibrate ourselves just more and more in understanding these words. Thank you, thank you. Honorina Chaiman, Align with Zion. My friend, uh, we have to say so long, uh, with Anarina in Jerusalem, and uh, we're going to be doing this at the end of every month. And my friend, I hope this has been an encouragement to you. It's to me, it's kind of been mind-boggling, and I'm going to go have to take a, a a cold shower after this broadcast because my I have to revisit what, what my preconceived notions are about the depth of God's word. My friend, I hope this has been an inspiration to you that you realize we have solid gold in the scriptures, and what the Lord the creator of the universe wants us to do is to be willing to dig in and be able to proclaim it. I thank you, Honorina, for joining us in this Align with Zion Hour. And my friends, we've got more coming, so we'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos Poway, and K29CR Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come together, San Diego, with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us on Come Together San Diego. This is a topic called All Things Hebrew or All Things Israel or All Things Jewish. <laughs> they all milled together. And uh, the first hour, if you were with me, you know that we had Honorina Chaiman with a line with Zion out of Jerusalem. And what a remarkable topic we discussed. It was the, the power of God's word, the alphabet, and how much uh, each letter activates uh, truths that are even beyond our own imagination. And I knew we were going to talk with Honorina the first hour, so I was pleased to bring in uh, Pastor Dennis Hodges of the Church of Yeshua HaMashiach, who's a man who just loves the, the Hebrew things and the, the Jew and Gentile things and is watching how God is pulling these together. And you, Dennis, it's good to have you. It's good to be here, Kaz, and thank you 
again, you're truly a blessing to all of all of the world. <laughs> you, <laughs> you just got back from Israel, and yes, uh, you blessed. Uh, I, I followed you on Facebook, and you're such a blessing. We'd come together, San Diego, oh, every, Saturday, or every Shabbat. Yes, indeed. Yeah, indeed. So it's, it's a blessing. You know, one of the things I. I Dennis was here early enough in the studio to hear the pre-taped version with Honorino, at least pieces of it. And uh, he he was laughing just like I was. So some of the depths of God's word that, you know, we don't even, we Gentiles and we Christian Gentiles in particular don't really comprehend that. You know, we read our King James Version or our NIV or whatever, whatever it is. And we go, oh, man, that was good stuff. And, or, or the original, you know, the Greek in, in the New Testament, we go, man, that was good stuff. But we don't even know the depth of what we've gotten into, do we don't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, you know, I, I like to put it in the realm of a, of a restaurant. Yes. You know, um, McDonald's, Burger King, Carl's Jr., Jack in the Box. They, they have they have food and the food is OK. Some people go in there, they they pass through, they drive through, they get the quick food. But then you have Morton Steakhouse. You have uh, 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 the different uh, um High high end restaurants, yeah, Ruth, Ruth, Ruth Chris, Crisp, Chris, and, yeah. and 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 so <laughs> that's 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 a that's a better tasting. You might pay a little bit more money, but it's better tasting. Yes. It's better for you. That's what I see the Hebraic perspective. Yes, uh, you got the Bible, okay, yes. and you got the Greek, you got the Hebrew, but the Hebrew paints the picture to the reality of when it was first written. Yes, it was written, and we have to go by a, a, a not a Western mindset, but a Middle Eastern mindset. Well, for the context, the the uh, the language, the idioms, uh, who it was written to, why was it written to them, mm-hmm. and 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 it was a written it was written to a Jewish audience, yes. and it was written by Jewish men. Yes. So the whole book is Jewish. Yes. And I, what I what enthralled me when I was talking with Honorina is it just the power within that. You know, we you know as we do our Bible studies, we we Gentile Christians, we do our Bible studies, and we we wonder what uh, a Hebrew word is. We look at the Hebrew word and we go, oh, that's very very interesting. But she was talking about every letter in the in the in the Hebrew alphabet is a is a, a volume of information in and of itself. A major major insights just in a single letter, not only in the way it's shaped, but the sound and the power behind that sound. It has creative creative value because I mean, the heavenly Father when He spoke in in the book of Genesis, those words had the power to create things. And we we go, oh, that's a nice sounding Hebrew word. We have no clue when you see <laughs> how it was written, yeah, I, I, and we and we read from right to left. Yes, and so when you look at the little, the smallest letter, Yod, mm-hmm. Yod is the smallest letter, but he's so humble. The Lord is Yahovah, uh-huh. Yeshua, uh, Yahweh. It's all from that Yod. Wow, it's wow, all wow. from that Yod. And when we say Hallelujah, mm-hmm. we're talking about praising Yahovah. Yes, we're talking about praising Yod Hey Vav Hey. So, which is that four-letter word for God's name, which is also known as the Tetragrammaton. Oh, I love that. Yes, Pastor Dennis, you, what, where did you get this love for Hebrew and the, and the Jewish people? I mean, what's your, your brief story? You know, this is my, my, the first thing we've got three or four minutes. So. My brief story is this: I came out of a spirit-filled, truth-given church yes. uh, in San Diego called New Creation Church, uh, under the tutelage of the senior pastor Reginald Gary, who is my father in the faith. Uh, I, I started with out with him for 18, 19 years, and I was the pastor of the men's ministry there. I did a men's retreat 
up in um, one of the, I forget, one of the resorts, yes. one of the home, uh, mountains, mountain resort. And I invited several speakers. One of the speakers was a minister who had just uh, transferred or, or came to our ministry, uh, Dr. Wendell Bass. And he was starting to speak uh, from from the Hebraic perspective, and I and I didn't have you a got, clue. All, all of a sudden, you I, got hooked. I, I got hooked. So <laughs> so so, and the word coincidence is not even in the Hebrew language. Uh-huh. So you know, the Lord was calling me then, and that was in 2010. Well, well, before I left, I left New Creation in 2011. Pastor Bass and I we we put together a curriculum for Hebrew study at New Creation Church. And when I, when the Holy Spirit uh, spoke to my heart to 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 leave, as He was drawing me to start, He said, "I want you to call the church the Church of Yeshua Hamashiach." And, and that's to, to, to even go with that name; it automatically sets you uh, apart from the X Y Z Baptist Lutheran, you know, Methodist, all, all that kind of stuff. It 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 forces a person to go. What? Yes. And it, yes. it makes people ask the, the question. You you probably love when they come into your service, they, 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 they say, what do you mean by that? Well, well, well that's part of our statement of faith. <laughs> that's part of our statement of faith. We, we, we explain, we show, and we read it together on the screen who we are and why we believe what we believe. Yes. Um, but when you look in the fourth century during the councils of Elvira and Nicaea, church elders established many rules and regulations to separate the church from the Jewish roots of her faith. Yes. So this stuff was, it was separation. We all used to, we, we, at one time we were together. Yes. Praising and worshiping God together. But Hasatan, the devil, the adversary, Beelzebub, Bilal, Slewfoot, wherever you want to call him, <laughs> he, 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 he separates. He does, he, his, his, his whole, um, um, a bucket, ball of tricks, bag of tricks is to separate people. Yes. You Even know, with Adam and Eve. Exactly. You know, one of the things that we in the New Testament, we go, you know, we, we long for the New Testament book of Acts church. Come on. Mm-hmm. We long for that level of, of the early New Testament and the, the intimacy with, with the Lord, with Jesus and the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We, we long for this, but do we really understand what that looked like back in that day? It was not just we Gentile believers doing the thing. It was Jew and Gentile, one new man. We're going to devote the entire, new the, the entire show to that. But my friend, this is, I, I wanted to bring uh, Pastor Dennis on because he will indoctrinate you in a very positive way <laughs> on uh, where we may have, you know, we talk about from the early book of Acts chapter two church until now, there have been a lot of negative things going that have really intended to separate Jew and Gentile yes. believers. Yes. And so yes. God wants to restore that in these last days. And and that's set up purposely. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's set up purposely. But, but here's the, here's the key. You know, we, we study, we study Jehovah, and we should because we want to know his character and, and because we love him. He first loved us. We love him, too. But we need to study our enemy as well. Mm-hmm. And then that Do not way, be ignorant of his devices. Of his devices. Come on. That's it. Don't be <laughs> ignorant of his devices. His, 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 his methods, his, the wiles of the devil, his, his uh, methodius. Yes. Yeah, methodius is that Greek word. But, but, but the bottom line is this. We have been delivered from the muck and mire into his marvelous light. And because he first loves us, we love him, but we have to act, we have to behave like we love him. Yes. And and we're going to talk about how how one behaves when we love him. Uh, Pastor Dennis uh, Hodges 
of the Church of Yeshua HaMashiach and I. We're going to talk about that more when we come back. So do not go away because we will be right back. (laughs) This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Wow, what a great topic. And my, my Christian friends, it may be a little foreign to you or strange to you when we're talking about all things Hebrew, all things Jewish. Uh, in this two-hour show, we had Anarina Hyman from Jerusalem in the first hour uh, pre-taped uh, talking about how to align with Zion, but also God's big plans. In By studying his word, it'll tell us how he wants to bring us together in these last days. And Dennis Hodges is with me for this second hour, and we're talking about uh, uh, one new man, what that looks like, what that sounds like. You, you need to know about Dennis Hodges. He and his wife, Deborah, uh, they lead a church environment uh, called the uh, Church of Yeshua HaMashiach, and uh, you can just tell by the name where they're sold out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm, let me, before before we get into the, continuing our talk on One New Man, I need to brag on you just a little bit. May All I do right. that? All right. But on Sunday mornings. On, Sunday uh, afternoon. Evening. Uh, did, did I say mornings? Oh. I meant at evenings. Forgive yeah. me. Sunday evenings on uh, Come Together. Not Come Let me start this again. Can I erase? Hang on. (laughs) Hello, folks. (laughs) Uh, I want you to pay attention to Sunday evenings on K-Praise, AM 1210, FM 106.1, and or you could actually listen to it on your smartphone by just going to www.kprz.com and click click the Listen Live button. On Sundays from 8 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., Pastor Dennis has a broadcast here, right from the same studio, isn't it? Right here, exactly. Yes, yes. This same microphone, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Hope, uh, help me with the, the truths from the Hebrew language. Heavenly Hope, truths from Tru- the Hebrew truths from the Hebrew language. language. And yeah. my friend, I guess you can tell he's really sold out to what God is doing in in to the Jew and also to the Gentile. And yes. He wants to not only further discover what that looks and sounds like, but he wants to share all these things with you because he and I both understand that this is vital if you want to go all the way with what God wants you to do. Yes, yes, yes. So we were talking a little bit uh, in this, this hour about the value of one new man in Messiah. And we Gentiles, we Christians, we go, oh, that sounds good. One new man, meaning me and my my other Christian brother, my other den- the other denomination, we're one new man. Yeah, that's part of it. But the bigger part of it is Jew and Gentile. Jew and Gentile, yes. And if we would read our Bibles, uh, I want to read real quick Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse 13. It says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace. Ephesians two thirteen through 15, making that um, shalom, shalom. Yes. Uh, the, the bottom line here, Cass, is as I said earlier, in the fourth century during the uh, councils of Elvira and Nicaea, 
uh, the church elders established many rules and regulations to separate the church from the Jewish Jews, yeah. roots of her faith. Yes. Uh, but subsequently, many religious leaders tried to erase the memory of of any connection between a Jewish Jesus and the faith of Christianity. Yes. Uh, some people think his last name is Christ. I mean, that's because <laughs> yeah. they're not studying. Uh, the man is a, and I don't say was because he's still a man in heaven. Yes. The man is a Jewish man. Deuteronomy 7 and 7 said that God chose them. Not because they were big. He chose them for his reasonings. And and we have been grafted in those now. We, and I like to call myself a disciple of the Gentile is one who is out of covenant. But now I'm a, I'm a disciple. I'm a student of the word. And, 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 and as I study the word, I found that these decisions were not God's highest and best for either Israel or the church. They simply resulted in separating us from the blessings of our heritage. Yes. Obviously, this is a, a, that's a twofold curse or, or danger, and that is we get separated, we lose touch, and we separate ourselves from the Jewish people. They lose touch with the big big plan that God has for Jew and Gentile together. Yes. And, yes. and, and it's really important for us to, to uh, understand that. And my friend, you know, I, I've observed the Christian church uh, for mm. many, many years, uh, different denominations. Each denomination has one flavor or another about how they deal with the, the, uh, the Jew uh, some of them put them as uh, second-class citizens from, from a Christian standpoint. That's the furthest thing from the truth. But even some in the church have fallen into the lies, fabrications of uh, people that say, steer clear of Israel, steer clear of the Jews, steer clear of that. That was for days long gone, there's a level of anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism sadly alive yes. and well in the church and outside of the church as well. You know, there are phrases, we talk about anti-Semitism, but uh, supersessionism or mm-hmm. replacement theology. Mm-hmm. These are things that are so devious, and these happened back in, in, you know, the early days of the church when it was trans- when when the, the apostles died out. All of a sudden, the enemy goes, huh, I don't have first... first uh, uh, the, the witnesses that were there at first, I can kind of th- shed some lies on this and separate the Jews are so bad. Mm-hmm. And we we Christians, you know, and a lot of the the teaching really embraces that sadly. And God wants to change that back the way it was supposed to be. And that's why I am excited and enthusiastic about what he's done in my life in terms of choosing me to make that difference. Uh, because there are not many, I want to say, Dark-skinned gentleman as myself uh, He's preaching. A brother, my friend, I'm a brother, He's a brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Chicago, Illinois, <laughs> uh, teaching from the Hebrew perspective. Uh, and again, and again, it's it, it's a call. You know, as we talked about earlier, this is not a job. This is a calling. Yes. And the calling came from Jehovah Himself. And when I say Jehovah, I'm saying His name because God is His title. Uh, uh, when I say Jehovah or Yeshua or Yod Hey Vav Hey or Yahweh or Yah, I'm talking about God. Yes. Uh, so 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 He has chosen me. And again, I'm excited, and enthusiastic about that calling. And with that. I study, as as Rabbi Shaul, we know him as Paul the Apostle, told Pastor Timothy to study to show yourself approved unto God that you need not be ashamed so you can rightly divide the truth. And as we study from the Hebraic perspective, we can rightly divide the truth yes. of from false prophets, 
Yeah. We can rightly divide the truth from from everyone who is coming with something other than Yeshua being God in the flesh. Yes. I want to draw a parallel here because you mentioned that you're a black man. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're a brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems to me like there's some parallels here about uh, uh, being, you know, one new man. We talk about Jew and Gentile. But in the United States, one of the challenges is the the other concept of one new man is a, a black, white yellow, all the different, you know, ethnic groups and things like that being one as well. And we, we're having trouble even with those, you know, and we have trouble with those. How are you going to understand the one new man, Jew and Gentile? Racism was not like, it it wasn't set up like that. And that wasn't in the Bible. Yeah. That came from, 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 from years of being in sin and, and, and I was always raised to treat one as he treats you, mm-hmm. um, um, but but here's the key: if you we're all born with mess. Every family on the planet is dysfunctional. Yes, whether it be hatred or prejudice or jealousy or envy or covetousness or what or, or racism or whatever that is. Yep. That's why we must be born again. Yes, must be born from above. Because now, when you're born from above, you don't look at a. Uh, because here's the thing, Cass. You, this paper is white. You're not white. <laughs> you, you 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 might be a Caucasian gentleman. Uh, I, I I wasn't born in Africa. I was born in Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> so so I I call myself. You know, a lot of folks say African American, and that's good. Some folks say I'm, I'm a dark skinned gentleman from Chicago, Illinois. I'm a brother. And I live in San Diego, California now. Yes. Okay. So, so with that, uh, and I'm and I'm and I'm for all people. Yes. I'm for all people uh, uh, because if I cut you as a Caucasian, you bleed red just like I do. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. So, 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 so the bottom line is, when you're born again, you don't see things of that nature. You don't. You don't see that. You, we we shouldn't. And that one of the things I've observed is, sadly, and sometimes it's our ignorance or just lack of understanding, we tend to flavor our, our, our thoughts with those things, and those things should be dead and gone. And we, we do it among our, the, the races, but we also do it from a Jewish-Gentile standpoint as well. We've got wrong indoctrinations about that, and God wants to set us straight. And if there ever was a time to get set straight, it is now. Yeah. Would, can we talk about that in the next segment? Because uh, this is, really, to me, uh, I spend time awake in the middle of the night thinking about how God wants to bring all these people groups together. And if we if we start on the wrong premise to begin with, we're not going to get to the right premise thereafter. We have to we have to look at this as it is as it is. Uh, I'm no better than you, and you're no better than me. I, you're not superior over me, and I'm not superior over you. Unless you're talking so, about your golf game, then you got me beat. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the bottom line is that there has been a lot of misconceptions through the years. Yes, and 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 we who are uh, there's been brutalities, there have yep. been hanging and lynchings, and all of that kind of stuff through the years. Yeah. The bottom line is this: they crucified Yeshua on the cross. He died a death that no one else could do. He It pleased the Father for him to do it. And when he did it, when he did it, that set the whole stage for all this other stuff to be thrown out the door. Yes, and uh, I, I think, uh, Pastor, let's spend some time in the next segment talking about him setting the stage and uh, how perhaps through 
our years, we may have missed the mark a bit and how he wants us to refocus on what he wants to do, bring his church together, but uh, Jew and Gentile, one new man. One new man. But this also carries on other, uh, every tribe, kingdom, and tongue component as well. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. My friend, uh, maybe you haven't thought about this very often, but maybe it's time to start thinking about it because this is going to impact how you deal with other people and how God is going to uh, prepare us to move into his eternity. Yes. yes, yes, (laughs) So my listening friend, Dennis Hodges and Kaz will be right back. Right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Hello, San Diego. This is Rick Sines from uh, Red Seal Ministries. I just bless you and ask you just to receive the love of the Lord at this time, uh, this open season we have in San Diego. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Thank you very much. And not only here is Cass Taylor, but here is Pastor Dennis Hodges of the Church of Yeshua Hamashiach. And he is with me as well. We're talking about uh, things that are Hebrew, Jewish, um, and the scripture that is tied to that, but also God's heart, which is uh, completely tied to that because God is a God that uh, loves his Jewish people and he loves his Gentile people. He wants, he's in his heart of hearts, he wants to bring us all together. And sometimes innocently or sometimes with premeditation, we fight against that. We fight against that, uh, particularly sometimes in the, in the back in the days uh, of uh, early uh, seminary and things like that. When before Israel was a nation again, people would all always go and they go. Well, all this stuff that's in the Old Testament is all symbolic, and it really means us, the church today. And now, since 1948, and the church has to see that uh, it, God has His plans for Israel have not abated. They are still here, and we need to rethink our attitude on a lot of different things. As He wants every every tribe, nation, king, kindred, and tongue to be brought together uh, with, as one new man. This has to begin from Hebrew and uh, uh, Gentile people, but it also, uh, my black brother, Dennis Hodges, and I, we, we realize that there's a, a rift in the um, other, uh, the different people groups in America first, but also in other areas as well. These things cannot happen. So, Dennis, uh, I, I, it was kind of fun during the break. We're chatting a little bit about, you know, when you when you have a pastor who's tied with the uh, the church of Yeshua Hamashiach, you know, it's, it's it's not your normal name of a church. So this brings up when he's probably visiting with other pastors and things like that. He has an opportunity to tell why he has that name. And sometimes it's going to come up that people saying, you know, that well, you know, the the Jewish people and the Old Testament that was. For then, and this is for now. And I, I know that you. This is something. Not only are you confronted with, but you. You're. I got to tell you, he's no wallflower. He's no wallflower. He is one of the great uh, uh, warriors in the kingdom. And so mm. he, he won't. You know, just say a <laughs> passive word with him. He's gonna. He's gonna say, "What did you mean by that exactly?" So, so when you have these discussions with believers uh, from different denominations that go, uh, you know, you're spending too much time in the Old Testament, man. 
So how, how do you how do you deal with this? <laughs> you know, the the Old Testament is concealed, the New is revealed. But you made mention about um, Israel becoming a nation in uh, 1948. Yes. Well, that was originally talked about in Amos chapter nine. Mm-hmm. See, so so if that was if that was talked about then, and if it, and if I and if Isaiah prophesied 700 years before Yeshua came, and and Yeshua spoke and he taught from the old. Yes. How can you say that the old is done away with? Yeah. It's, it's not. I mean, the, the, the old is concealed, the new is revealed, and they both go hand in hand. The Bible is its best, is, is, is its best dictionary. Oh, I like it. By itself. The Bible defines itself. Um, uh, uh, again, during our Shabbat service today, we talked about Phineas, Pastor Church, Adrian Church, uh, 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 brought the message today, and I closed it out. But... Uh, 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 Phineas was um, God made a covenant with Phineas, a covenant of peace. I mean, the bottom line is this: God has made a covenant with us. He's made a covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, with with Israel. Jacob was a was a I mean was a cold piece of work. <laughs> he was a cold piece of work, and then and then he wrestled with Jehovah. He wrestled with him, and after and 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 after he bent him in his hip, he now became Israel. Mm-hmm. So we've been wrestling with God, and now we are born from above. Yes. And because we're born from above, we see things differently. True Christianity is never Christ plus something, for Christ plus nothing is everything. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. You know, there's a phrase that you used about uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament. I've done a variation on that. I I use this, uh, the, the New Testament, the new is in the Old Concealed, the old is in the new revealed, revealed, but the new is in the now, in the right now, in the, in the, in the right in, now, in the here and now. And, the, 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 let me do it again. the 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 new is in the old uh, contained. The old is in the new explained, okay. and the new is in the now attained. Attained. There we okay. go. I got okay, it right. There we go. There we because go. this is so is so true. And you 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 know, a warrior, a good warrior uses every every appendage that can be trained for war that's possible, you know, your headbutt or a right hand, left hand or a kick or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is, he uses mm-hmm. what he's got and, and to be the most effective warrior. And so many times we in the Gentile Christian mentality, we go, okay, I'm a New Testament guy. I don't even deal in the Old Testament unless it supports my New Testament truth and I'm going to war. Are you kidding me? And, Come on. And, and here, here's another thing. We, we, we don't... We don't fight against Hasatan. We don't fight against the devil. Yeah. We fight the good fight of faith. We wrestle not against spiritual wickedness set in high places. We, I mean, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against spiritual wickedness set in, in high, high places. places. Yes. But our fight is the good fight of Imunah, Hebrew word for faith. So, and, and, and the way that the Lord sees us he don't he he deals with verbs. It's not so much of what we are now; it's what we are becoming. Yes, good, Dennis. It's what we are becoming. He wants us. He wants us to become more like him every day. Therefore, we practice holiness. It it, it even starts with looking at the Leviticus chapter in the twenty third chapter. He says, he says these are my feasts. And when an average person, an average Christian, see the word feast. They think of food and festivals and fun and wine and drink and song. 
But feast, he's talking about Moedim, the appointed times. Yes. As we talked about before the, the, the show, um, uh, when he talks about he comes as a thief in the night, he's not coming to Christians as a thief in the night because we know the Moedim. Mm-hmm. We know the appointed times. We know the sun, the moon, and the stars are there for a reason. We know that he has set this thing in place. So it's not going to be a surprise to us. It's going to be a surprise to the unbeliever. Well, let me speak a little bit to that because if we don't understand the value of his feasts and the things that were set forth from his the very beginning, uh, then we're we're missing a big component in understanding him. And so we may see him as a thief if we're not. We're not, we need to be very careful in how we deal with this because you know passive. Yes, I'm a Christian. Passive Christianity, uh, it'll all work out. But there is a certain calling for us to actually study to show ourselves approved unto God. Do you use that scripture in the yes. first part of our our hour? Uh, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth unto God. And so a lot of times, if we just take what a pastor said or what we read, we go, and and, you know, when we're asked to give an account of ourselves, we go, oh, this guy said this or that person said that. But it's not what other people said that is going to impact your uh, intimacy with God. It is what God and you have the agreement that you've made in your heart. And sometimes we're, we're, we've been lax on that. We go, I'm living by, uh, you know, uh, Pastor Dennis' faith. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, yeah, you can't yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, well, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. No, because Pastor Dennis is doing his best to be obedient to <laughs> himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you got to study yourself. And, 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 and as we, as we study Rabbi Shaul or Paul the Apostle, he talked about in Romans 1 and 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God, first for the Jew, and then the Greek or Gentile, please. So, so the bottom line is we got to get in line with how the Lord has set things in place. And get away with all the racism. Oh, come on. All the, all the, all the bigotry, yeah. the anti-Semitism. We got to get rid of all of that. And the only way you're going to get rid of it is have a renewing of your mind. Yes. It's, he didn't put an ED on it. He put an ING. <laughs> it's, a, it's a renewing of our mind. Yes. That's why we continue to study God's holy writ. We continue to, and I share this at the Church of Yeshua HaMashiach, we observe it, we verify it, we interpret it, we apply it. Yes. We have to apply this word to our life. And when we apply it, that means that we walk circumspectly, we walk cautiously to live it so that we can put a smile to his face and bring glory to his name. A lot of people don't even know that they can grieve the Holy Spirit. A lot of people think that the Holy Spirit is some kind of it or some kind of force. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's the third person in the council of the Godhead. So, so, so you, you dealing with a person and you can grieve him and bring him to tears if you walk in disobedience. Yes. And sometimes we are walking in disobedience just because we don't understand. We don't understand. And God wants us to understand. I'm going to give a scripture, my friend, We're going to, and then uh, we're going to deal with this in, in the, the last segment. Pastor Dennis uh, Hodges of the Church of Yeshua HaMashiach and I is found in the book of Romans chapter 1, verse 16. It says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
wait a minute, I'm not through with the scripture. I needed to read this last part too. <laughs> to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Yeah. I mean, we would prefer just putting a period earlier on in, the, in, the, in that scripture, but it says to the Jew first and also to the Greek. There's a truth there that we need to, to comprehend and live by. And when we get this, my friend, it's going to give us a, a revelation of how God wants to bring us all together, every kindred tongue uh, tribe and nation, but before we before we can do that, we have to get this. And uh, uh, Pastor Dennis and I are going to talk about that in the last segment. So gear up, buckle up, and uh, we'll be right back. Yes. More come together, San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM one hundred six point one and AM twelve ten K Praise. Come together, San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM one hundred six point one and AM twelve ten K Praise. And we're back for the last segment. Can you believe that, Dennis Hodges? Uh, uh, goes fast. Time, time flies when you're having fun, uh-huh. Well, we, we kind of broached a subject in the, in the last part of the last segment, and I want to use that uh, to close the, the final segment here. You know, there are a lot of people that are that desire to be all that God wants them to be. And they, they, don't, even, they don't even think about uh, Jew and Gentile in their, their mindset. It's not even their mindset. And they may not even think about the ethnic challenges that we face in America every day. It's not even in their mindset. But these things are vital for for God to fulfill his desire. Behold how they love one another. If you don't even know who the one another is hmm. in that equation, how can you love one another? So I want to – there are a lot of – good brothers and sisters who may not have even thought about the value of Jew and Gentile as one new man or even said, I don't need to worry about reconciling uh, my the, the, the black brother and the Caucasian brother and the uh, Hispanic brother and mm-hmm. the Chinese brother, whatever. I'm, I don't even have to worry about that. But we really need to, to understand God's heart in this so that we don't go awry. And the enemy, I'll tell you what, the enemy desires to have us go awry because he, early on in the book of Acts chapter 2 church, he separated the Jew from the Gentile, uh, the, the Christian from the Jew, and uh, we've been struggling to hear God properly ever since. Mm-hmm. Talk about that, would you? Because I want to give some, some valid instruction to our listening friends. Well, well, to our listening audience, you, you first have to want to. There's a there's a such thing, you know, people go where they want to go. People do what they want to do. Yes. A person want to go to a movie, they well, now you can look on your phone and say what time does this movie start? They want to go to that movie. Uh if they don't want to go to the movie, they're not going to go to that movie. You got to want to reconcile with your brother. Mm-hmm. You have to want to repent. You got to want to be delivered from whatever problem you may have, racism, hatred, prejudices, alcohol, drugs. You got to want to do this thing. If you don't want to do it, you're not going to do it. The Holy Spirit, he is a gentleman. He doesn't make us do anything, but we can grieve him by not doing what we're supposed to do according to the word of God. Yes. Now, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, scripture alone, and are the pillars of true Christian faith. And it is only the evil one himself who seeks to add to those things by attempting to subtract from anything else other than Yeshua HaMashiach. Mm-hmm. So, so, so our mission that we've decided to accept from the born again experience is to want to put a smile to his face, is to want to walk with him on a daily basis, is to want to study his holy word 
morning, noon, evening, and night, is, is, is to want to love your wife as Christ loves the church, is to want to not provoke your children to anger. You got to want to do these things. You got to want to, you got to wake up and say, today I'm not going to have hatred in my heart. Mm-hmm. Today I'm not going to be a racist. Today I'm not going to see, I'm going to see, today I want to see through the eyes of Jehovah. Today I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want him to use these lips of clay to, to, to speak out against hatred and racism and prejudices and homosexuality and abortion. I, I, I want to do this. So it's a one-two piece. Okay. It's all about choice. Well, let me ask you a question. Is there are a lot of people that are believers that would, they say, I, I'll just stay neutral in those things. I don't even need to deal with them. And they may not even acknowledge the Holy Spirit's been stirring them, but they just, they, they don't recognize the feeling. So they just go, well, I won't have to deal with this. I won't have to deal with the Jew and the Gentile. I won't have to worry about the uh, the blacks and whites or the uh, Hispanics or the whatever nationality it is. I won't even have to worry about that. I'm in my own little niche, and here's where I am, and I'll just wait for Jesus' return and, and he'll work it out. Well, what do you say to And to people? that person, you're not seeking the character of Jehovah. You're not seeking his hand. You're not seeking his face. You're not you're not spending time with him, because if you were spending time with him, you would want to get into this good fight of faith. Yes, you would want to. Um, uh, The Lord God, God is a spirit and we that worship him. We worship him how in spirit and in truth. Therefore, he uses our feet. He uses our knees. He uses our hands. He uses his voice box. Mm-hmm. He uses our eyes. He uses these ears. These seven holes in our head. <laughs> he uses all seven of them. And seven is the number of completion. So he uses this for his glory and our good. Yes. The, 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 the problem is we want to we wanna be stiff-necked yes. and we don't want to be humble. We have to be humble. We have to be uh, have a pure and contrite heart, and then and 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 we and in your art class back in the day in the second and third and fourth grade, you had clay. The teacher gave you clay, told you to make something out of it. Have you ever seen clay jump out your hand? <laughs> it doesn't happen. He's the potter, we're the clay. We cannot jump out of his hand. We have to be obedient to what he says for us to do. Yes. Would you? We've got a couple minutes left in this show, and I want you to take the the. The zeal that you just displayed here, and I want you to uh, pray a prayer to the uh, from pastors down to parishioners that uh, say, you know, the Jew is really irrelevant to my faith, is irrelevant to what God wants me to do. I want you to just spend a give 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 a a prayer out uh, in light of this, and take about a minute because we have limited time, and then I'm going to have you do the same thing, the same kind of prayer to those who have enmity between the different races. So we'll yes. start out with the, the Jew, Jew, Gentile, Christian, Jew, Hebrew perspective as well. I want to, read, I want to read Deuteronomy 7, verse 7, and it says, and the Bible explains itself, it was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you for you were the fewest of all peoples, but it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Avinu Malkenu, our father, our king, we thank you for taking the Jews out of bondage 
we thank you for allowing us as disciples now, but once we're Gentiles who are out of covenant, to come into covenant and to be grafted in, that we can come together as one new man. We thank you for the power of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, who enlightens and dwells, teaches, guides, directs, comforts, and convicts. We thank you for the merging. We thank you that you've allowed your infinite faith to merge with our finite faith that we can become that one new man. Yes. And Father, I ask that those that are listening, that if they have any issues with others, that they would first go to you and ask for forgiveness. And then if you direct them to the person that they have a problem with, that they would not be stiff-necked, but they would go. I pray this in Yeshua's name. Amen. Dennis Hodges, my, 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 my. Church of Yeshua HaMashiach. Uh, remarkable. And I, I love your insights. And uh, God has given you a unique way of seeing things, but he's also given you a unique way of saying things. You're a, a compassionate brother, and it comes through uh, when you, you're pulpit side or when you're microphone side. We we appreciate that. My listening friend, I hope this two-hour show has been uh, stirring you uh, to come closer to God. But you see, you can't really, how can you love God if you don't love your brother? It's I mean, it's really pretty simple. And if you have some things that you don't like to think about, about, the, let's say, those of the Jewish faith, then you're not truly loving your brother. If you have problems with, if you're a Caucasian person and you have trouble with some of the other people from the other skin colors, you, you got something that needs to be reconciled or, or any, 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 and vice any versa. And, and verse vice or vice versa. Uh-huh. It's a, it's, that's the truth. And we we're in times, right? Vital times right now. The enemy is trying to use every device that he's got to separate mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we talk about a scripture that says, do not be ignorant of his devices mm-hmm. because his plan is not to bring you to intimate relationship vertically and horizontally. Mm-hmm. He, he, he wants to separate that out because you are dangerous, my friend. When you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you hear his voice and you obey, you're dangerous. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. And when we, when we wake up in the morning, when the Lord allows us to wake up, we want the devil to say, wow, there he or she goes again. <laughs> My listening friend, that's an, an insight and an inspiration for you. Uh, Come Together San Diego has to go away, but we've got more of this kind of stuff every Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. So, Dennis, thanks for joining Thank me. you again, Kaz. Uh-huh. May the Lord continue to bless you. And, and he does. My listening yeah. friend, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.